Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwill. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We're in Daniel chapter 1. It was verse 19 that I pulled out this morning. It says, the king talked with them and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. Today's podcast is entitled, Serving the Enemy. Over the past several months, this chapter of the journey has traversed the history of the period of the monarchy of the ancient nation of Israel as told in the books of 1st and 2nd Samuel and 1st and 2nd Kings. That period of history ends with the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians, happened in 586 BC. And at that point, a new period of their history began known as the Exile. Now, the nature of empire building evolved in ancient history as emerging empires like the Babylonians, the Assyrians, captured more and more territory. They had to learn how to exert power and control over kingdoms and cities that were increasingly remote locations, hundreds of miles away. The way the Babylonians did it was to bring all of the prominent peoples of conquered kingdoms, politicians, religious leaders, nobility, into captivity. This allowed the empire to keep its eye on those most likely to rebel against them. And those most likely to rebel found themselves in the heart of enemy territory, where they would be impotent to instigate a rebellion back home. Since we've already come this far in the the journey, I thought it would make sense to follow these captives to Babylon. Today we pick up the story in the book of Daniel. Daniel was a young man from Judah who was among the first captives taken to the land of his enemy in Babylon. In today's chapter, he and three of his friends are among those chosen for the king of Babylon's re-education program. They were taught to become Babylonians They learned the language, the stories, the customs of the Babylonians. They were given new Babylonian names to go along with their new lives and new circumstances. The story of Daniel is fascinating from a historical perspective, but I find what's happening spiritually to be even more fascinating. This exile had been prophetically proclaimed by the Hebrew prophets for years. In fact, Prophets like Jeremiah made it clear that the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, was acting as God's servant in the event. Jeremiah wrote in Jeremiah 25, verses 8 through 9, Therefore the Almighty says this, Because you have not listened to my words, I will summon all the peoples of the north and my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, declares the Lord, and I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all the surrounding nations. Going even further, God tells the captives like Daniel to embrace their new lives in enemy territory and to bless their enemies. Jeremiah 29 verses 4 through 7, Jeremiah writes to the exiles like Daniel, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. 
build houses, settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there in Babylon. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if Babylon prospers, you too will prosper. Now, through 102 chapters of ancient history that we've just traversed on this chapter day journey, the narrative has been focused on God's people and what God is doing in and through God's people in the nation of Israel. Suddenly, God tells them, He is also working in and through their enemy. Like yesterday's chapter, God makes it clear that he has a purpose for them in the wilderness of their captivity. God wants them to bless their enemies, serve their enemies, pray for their enemies. On a national geopolitical level, this is a massive shift, but it's a foreshadowing of the very heart of what Jesus would bring down to a personal individual level. When he said in his Sermon on the Mount, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteousness. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? End quote. Matthew 5, verses 43 through 47. In the quiet this morning, it strikes me how often along my spiritual journey, I've had a us versus them mentality, politically, religiously. The history of the Babylonian exile and the shift in God's paradigm with his people reminds me that God's love is for all people. His purposes are for all people. That's what Jesus came to teach. And if I'm going to truly follow where Jesus leads, then I have to let go of my notions of them. I have to be willing to see God's love for my enemy, live in the land of my enemy, bless my enemy, even serve my enemy. And that is at the core of what Jesus taught his followers to do. Hope you have a great day, my friend. Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow.